Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and we're kicking off another week here with a movie Monday of sorts. Now, we do have a couple of giveaways today, and we are going to be giving away a couple of books. There are uh, fascinating reads, especially if you're a parent and you're trying to figure out how uh, to raise kids in the modern culture, or maybe more accurately for Bottom Line Show listeners, we have a lot of folks who are in my situation where you've got adult children who still ring you off the hook all the time <laughs> with questions. Lisa and I have six kids between the two of us. And then, of course, uh, we've got, let's see, well, all of the girls of marrying age are married. And so there's uh, four grandkids between the three families that are there. And uh, we are super thrilled. Uh, to have the grandkids that we do. So we look at life from the parent and grandparent side of things. And then we are sandwich generation types, which means our, we have uh, three elder, elderly parents between the two of us. And so we're, we're right there. We are right there in the thick of things in the same way you are in many cases. And so that's the deal. I mean, obviously, if you didn't get married, if you don't have kids or whatever, and you're listening as a single, you, you're, you can at least have empathy and be able to talk to people who are going through this maybe you're a like my sister is just the aunt par excellence she has five nieces and nephews and then she has great nieces and great nephews and and she's just aunt linda for everyone and she just loves all of them so when we hear what's happening in the culture you know with regard to gender confusion and stuff like that uh, the movie aspect of our movie monday today we're not giving away movie tickets per se but i wanted to kick off the program by taking a look at a movie that is one of the blockbusters of the year, obviously. Um, no, we're not giving away tickets to it. I, I, you know, watch it at your own, uh, at your own risk, your own peril, whatever you want to. I'm talking about the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie uh, debuted at $155 million opening weekend. It's going to become a monster hit. It'll be one of the top movies around. And yet it's very interesting to see how many people are resonating with this. Now, first of all, ladies, uh, raise your hand if you played with Barbies when you were younger. You did. Of course you did. I mean, millions of young girls have been playing with Barbie dolls and all the different Barbie stuff that happens with Barbie dolls for years, right? I mean, that's just, it's a, it's a way of life. And they did it to do some male characters in there. Of course, Ken is Barbie's, you know, boyfriend, significant other, whatever. And, you know, it, it's interesting because, I mean, the... the the, the whole idea of the Barbie phenomenon and making this movie is they know how many women played with Barbie dolls as girls. Maybe they introduced their daughters or granddaughters to Barbie. The Barbie phenomenon has been around, what, 70 years or whatever, longer than that. And it's just, you know, it, Barbie has kind of become an icon when it comes to femininity in our culture. Now, and for some people, it, it's been a good thing. You know, girls would look at Barbie doing, you know, whatever she was doing and the career she had and, you know, the Barbie dream house and all the other things and say this is good and uplifting. Others would say Barbie was a perfect size zero and gave girls unrealistic expectations if they didn't look a certain way. You know, the original Barbie was a blue-eyed blonde. What about girls of color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's interesting how now, here we are in 2023, this movie comes out, stars Margot Robbie, who's an Australian actress who apparently, you know, does a great job with this thing. Ryan Gosling, who's, uh, you know, uh, most women's hunk du jour for the past several decades, is playing Ken. By the way, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting to see these older folks playing it, but 
Did you ever think that uh, people in their 40s would be playing Barbie doll and Ken doll in real life? Anyway, um, it, it's interesting that, that when you look at the Barbie phenomenon, how many women are dressing up in the pink outfits and whatever and trying to have that Barbie look going to the theaters. I remember Lisa and I were out uh, shopping uh, that Sunday afternoon after church, um, just at a shopping area. Uh, the first weekend it opened up and they had a huge display. You know, they had a little backdrop thing and you know, girls could pose with the Barbie logo and, you know, they were, they were all dressed up and it was, it was cute to watch. But at the same time, you have to ask the question, well, what does this look like in terms of the culture that we have? I mean, is Barbie still an iconic symbol for young women, something to aspire to, or is Barbie in the post-feminist, you know, uh, cultural sensibilities where patriarchy is all wrong and uh, women are always right? Well, this is, again, I've read reviews of the Barbie movie. I have not spent money to see it. Okay, so for, for full disclosure here, I know of people in the body of Christ, fellow pastors who've gone to see it. They say you really should see it because it's a cultural phenomenon, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I was fortunate enough recently to come across a review of the Barbie movie written by John Stone Street and Michaela Estruth from the Colson Center for Biblical Worldview. Now, John Stone Street, kind of a, 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 a disciple, if you will, uh, an apologist, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A surrogate of Chuck Colson at uh, the Breakpoint Prison Fellowship. And Chuck was a mentor to me in the biblical worldview area. Just basically, biblical worldview means you look at the at life through the lens of scripture. George Barnett and I talk about this all the time here on the program. So John is the father of three daughters and said, I, okay, we're going to take my kids to see Barbie. He said, I never imagined though that we would be discussing the theological implications of a movie based on Barbie dolls. <laughs> and yet when you consider what this is going on, um, it, it's interesting because basically here's the, the crux of the movie if you haven't taken your kids or grandkids to see it. It's Barbie and Ken, and they live in fictitious Barbie land, you know, where everything's good and pure and right and normal. And they get a chance to go into the real world. And when they go in the real world, they find out that it's patriarchal. I mean, let's face it. If you've ever seen girls playing with Barbie, uh, the girls are calling all the shots, right? It's, all, it's Barbie's world. Ken's kind of an accessory to Barbie. And the girls are the ones who play with the dolls. So, of course, the girls are making up the rules. I mean, that's what little girls would do. You'd expect that innocently from little girls. In, uh, who is the woman who's the director? Uh, Greta Gerwig basically um, it, it directed this film in such a way to say, okay, well, if it's Barbie's world, then Barbie makes all the rules. And then the subplot is that Ken gets into the real world and says, oh, wait, this is how the real world, world works. Guys actually have some say in things too. And I like that. I like that better. So I want to come back to Barbie world and live like that. Now, the fish out of water story, I think most people are, you know, that, that makes for interesting storytelling and you could bring up some morals and values and things like that. But consider what they're talking about here. Basically, what they're saying is, Everything in Barbie world is perfect because the women are right and the women run everything and the guys basically do what the women tell them to do. And everything in the real world is wrong because it's patriarchy and toxic masculinity and shame on these men for being so out of line. The sh short version, I don't want to be a spoiler alert for anybody, but um, you know, here's the short version of the movie. Evidently, Ken comes back into Barbie land and his toxic masculinity is rejected. So all the guys basically turn on each other and you know, they, 
they, they kind of, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Meanwhile, everything is perfect in Barbie land. I mean, in terms of, you know, the, the, the idea Barbie is every woman and every woman is Barbie. You know, I mean, that, that that's basically, you know, the, the whole mantra here. Barbies could be anything. Women could be anything. Now, 60, 70 years ago, when you didn't see a lot of examples of this, I mean, that was, you, you have to remind women that. But it's fairly ingrained in cultural norms now that anybody can be anything except men can't be pregnant and women can't be men. I mean, without surgical help, that still doesn't make them that way. So I guess at the end of the movie, the Margot Robbie character, Barbie, goes into the real world and decides she's going to spread these perfect feminine values there. Here's the interesting point that John Stone Street brings up and I want to bring up for us as well. And that is, we live in a society that will not define what a woman is. Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson, when she was going through her Senate hearings and the inquiry, I mean, it was a shoe-in. She would, they had uh, Democrat support. They were going to overwhelmingly approve this woman, first African-American woman to ever sit on the bench, blah, 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 blah. At first public defender, whoever, you know, the, she had the credentials she was going to get in. But then they were talking about these transgender cases and, you know, things involving schools. And finally, she was asked by one of the senators, you know, well, what is a woman? And she refused to answer the question. She basically danced around it, would not come up with a definition. But it's interesting that a movie like Barbie can be so popular. And yet, at the same time, um, it, it's interesting. This, because we can't define femininity. Here's how John Stone Street ends his article. In the end, Barbie land is made new, restored to the paradisical women-run society it once was. The Kens, quote-unquote, find themselves too, but apart from Barbie, in other words, men and women were not made for each other, which is completely anti-biblical. Or were they? John wonders. Much of the film's discussion has to do with the final scene in which Barbie chooses to not live in the restored Barbie land utopia, but in the real world of humanity instead. As such, there's a not-so-subtle acknowledgement of the reality of human bodies, especially the female body. It's not clear if director Gerwig intended this final scene as a sort of undermining of the subjective portrayal of Barbie land, but what is clear, whether she intended it or not, is that it is a world of objective realities, and the answers to life's biggest questions can only be found by first acknowledging that. Very well put uh, by John Stone Street, and uh, just such a, uh, a, an insightful look at the culture and why it's important for us to understand what's happening in culture and then also to stand up for what is right and true. On the other side of this break, um, I've asked Patty Garibay to join us. Patty is the founder and chairwoman of uh, an outstanding organization, American Heritage Girls. American Heritage Girls was created by Patty and a group of young women when her daughter, this is 30 years ago, her daughter was signing up for the Girl Scouts and loved being in the Girl Scouts and they were getting a little too woke even then. Now, with the announcement that the Girl Scouts has uh, released an LGBTQ pride badge that you can earn, uh, basically Patty's saying enough is enough. And so I've asked her to come on. I'm going to get her take on what's happening with this new woke reality here in the uh, uh, the land of Girl Scoutum and why we in the body of Christ can support organizations like Trail Life USA for Boys, American Heritage Girls for Girls, and how important it is for us to stand up for biblical values in an objective reality world that says, 
hey, there is a difference between men and women, boys and girls, and it's important for us to protect the innocence of young children, especially as they're learning these differences. Uh, We're going to talk about that coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to revisit a conversation that we've had many times before, but now it's got a new theme. And the new theme is, why did the Girl Scouts move away from the basic tenets of the Girl Scouts and basically... I don't know what they are now. I really honestly don't. Patty Garibay, the founder and president of American Heritage Girls, is with me to discuss the wokeness factor of the Girl Scouts and how it's just gone completely off the charts and some new initiatives that American Heritage Girls has in store as well. Patty, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Well, it's good to be with you, Roger. Thanks for having me. Did I read this correctly? Christian Post ran an article that featured an interview with you that was talking about the fact that during Pride Month, which seems to start on January 1st and end on December 31st these days, it just it just goes on ad nauseum. But the Girl Scouts actually now has created an LGBTQ-themed patch. That, that is true. And it is for girls ages 5, 5, to 18. Incredible. So all the way from daisies to ambassadors, you can earn this patch mm. and um, you can earn this. They're really push, they really pushed it in the month of June, of course. But here's the thing, Roger. It is a beautiful patch. It has a rainbow on it. What little five-year-old girl doesn't love rainbows right. and unicorns and beautiful things like that. And so it's a very attractive patch. And also, but what is unattractive are the requirements that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Can you give us, I mean, is it safe for consumption on Christian radio to actually discuss the types of things they're doing. So I would imagine that if you're having this patch, they're going to put, you know, oh, but this is all about fun and empowerment and all that other stuff and not realizing parents anyway, that their daughters are going to be getting into all sorts of behavior that's completely anti-biblical. Right. Absolutely. What some of the requirements include visiting your local LGBTQ student club, March in a gay pride parade, wearing your Girl Scout uniform, Mm. learn about Harvey Milk and the Stonewall Foundation, continue to understand and find five to 10 artists, musicians and authors that are LGBTQ. So they're asking them to dive deep into Mm -hmm. this whole um, philosophy and to understand that more and more. In addition, with this particular patch, there are seven pages of definitions that go along with it. Seven pages. And Roger, Whoa. many of those words, I bet you did not know. Lipstick lesbian. That might be new to you. I okay. was new to me. Um, <laughs> being biphobia. I mean, there's a lot of different terms that are like, this is appropriate mm. for five-year-olds, much less 18-year-olds, much less children, much less adults. Right. This right. Is- it's a- it's amazing. Patty Garibay, the founder of American Heritage Girls, is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. For those listening on our terrestrial radio and podcast and also uh, enjoying the video of our conversation at myhopenow.com. Um, and, and I say enjoying because it's always great great to get good information from Patty. But boy, this is a tough one. I mean, you and I've had many conversations over the years about American Heritage Girls, about the reason you started this organization, uh, not necessarily to say, I want to start a whole new organization. You're just looking for a place for your daughter and her friends to have basically the old basic tenets of what the Girl Scouts used to be. And here we are 30 years later, and they're 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 indoctrinating and putting this propaganda out. The one that really stuck out to me, as you were just describing it, Patty, was having Girl Scouts in uniform marching in a gay pride parade. Now, I don't know what it's like around all around the country, but here in the People's Republic of California, those parades have just become 
dog and pony shows for gay sex. I don't know how else to describe it, or but I mean, pornographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very extremely pornographic, very risque. If you were to have straight people saying, hey, we're happily married and we're monogamous and committed to each other, and this is what we do in the bedroom, people would think you're nuts. And yet for the LGBTQ community, why do you think it's such a big issue for them? And why are they attacking little girls and little boys this way? Well, I think here here's the gig. I, I don't think acceptance, I mean, I don't think respect is what they're looking for. I think they're looking for complete acceptance. Mm-hmm. And if they don't start when the kids are young and they're regularly seeing the drag queen story hour, or they're regularly seeing an LGBTQ or a rainbow flag being demonstrated, that is the only way to indoctrinate. And I like the use of your word there because that's what this is. And the Girl Scouts have gone into full indoctrination. You know, one thing I found very interesting is that a new thing that they have camp, called a camp culture code. And with this being camping month, for Girl Scouts everywhere, Mm -hmm. there is a culture code that the girls, the parents, and the volunteers have to abide by. And it's basically telling the parents at this point, if they find this or if it's given to them, that your daughter will be with trans, trans boys biological boys mm-hmm. because now mm-hmm. they're all accepted in the girl scouts and so they're able to be there and you're not allowed to question their identity and you must use their pronouns and roger if you refuse to use the pronouns because of religious beliefs well this camp is probably not for you that is literally what? written in the camp the culture code but here's the thing you may know of Mackenzie scott she probably comes from your hood You know, she's the (laughs) ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, and she donated to the Girl Scouts $84.5 million, Mm. the largest gift they have ever received in their 120-plus year history. And this money was earmarked for DEI initiatives, diversity, Mm. equity, inclusive. So we're seeing all of this coming out, all this programming around that, because they've got the money to do it, and they have 111 councils nationwide that are implementing this at various levels. So it will be at a Girl Scout camp near you. So the the idea, which we're talking with Patty Garibay, the founder of American Heritage Girls, which I don't even call a Christian alternative to the Girl Scouts anymore because you guys are in a whole different dimension in terms of biblical truth, in terms of uh, biblical femininity and masculinity, for that matter, in terms of teaching the differences between the two. And the, the fact that they've completely, I mean, the, the TV term has jumped the shark, you know, with 84 million reasons why they're trying to indoctrinate these young girls right now. I would imagine since the last time we've spoken that American Heritage Girls phones have been ringing off the hook or your website is just going crazy with people saying, help, I want my daughter to have a good scouting experience. I want her to be with other girls learning age appropriate things, going on outings, earning badges, all of that stuff. But I can't let my six-year-old march in a drag queen pride gay festival or something like that, just in the name of diversity and inclusivity. How is American Heritage Girls responding? I know we've talked before about these are, we're not saying shy away from the issue. We're just saying handle it in a biblical way. There's a few ways, you know, we are getting those calls, Roger, and they're desperate calls and they're heartbreaking calls from parents who've either had an incident or are alarmed. We even just recently had a call from a Girl Scout, Lifetime Girl Scout, 67 years old, 60 years a Girl Scout. Her final straw was when a boy was undressing the five-year-old girls at camp to put on their swimsuits because he identified as a girl. 
Oh, that was her final straw after mm -hmm. 60 years. I mean, with all that's been going on, it, I'm surprised it took her that long. Mm -hmm. But we've got that going. But here's what we got to do. That's reactive. We're reacting to the people calling and we're coaching them. And honestly, we're counseling them. And we're choosing to pitch our tent in the land of hope which is what it's called for in Acts, right? Is to know that we have hope because we have Jesus and we do have the antidote to all of these ills. And that Amen. is a biblical worldview. And so what we have developed most recently is a Raising Godly Girls Guide to Biblical Worldview. If we as parents have a biblical worldview and could instill that in our children, that will give them the armor that they need to combat and to be part of this battle, because it is a battle. It is a spiritual battle that's going on. In addition, we have a new Raising Godly Girls Guide, which is, these are free eBooks, mm. Roger, that you can download as a parent or grandparent. And it's a Raising Godly Girls Guide to Gender and Identity. Yes. And this is addressing this issue head on. We are not afraid of it because we can't be afraid of it. Because right. you know what? Right. It is not of the Lord. It is of the adversary. And the Lord gives us the power to combat this and to speak truth into our girls. And they desperately want to hear it. Patty Garibay, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the founder of American Heritage Girls, AmericanHeritageGirls.org. As we talk about what's happening with the Girl Scouts going more woke and the Barbie movie making more money, uh, Patty is the author of the book, Why Curse the Darkness When You Can Light a Candle. 800-227-5278. Um, We're giving away a copy of that book today. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, Patty Garibay is my guest today here on the program. Patty, the founder and chairwoman of, well, CEO of American Heritage Girls. AmericanHeritageGirls.org is where you find her online and this, this outstanding organization that is growing like crazy. Uh, you know, in the juxtaposition of the, uh, the the Barbie movie doing hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office and getting girls to dress up and be pink and celebrate femininity, um, Greta Gerwig is the director of the movie and she's kind of, interestingly enough, makes the claim basically that women are superior to men morally et cetera et cetera that ken and his ilk once they go to the real world and find out that patriarchy is such a bad thing they're basically dismissed and i mean they they find themselves but it's a women-run society and they just have to be good little boys and you know put along with it i think that's how a lot of people looked at american culture uh back in the day when dad went to work and mom was a homemaker and it, that's it, We've come a long way, if I can quote that old uh, cigarette commercial. 
But Patty's issue today that we're talking about today here on the bottom line, while I'm talking about the Barbie movie and Patty's talking about the fact that the, uh, the LGBT community has had such a huge impact on Girl Scouts that now American Heritage Girls is standing up as, as the antidote for wokeism in the Girl Scouting world. Um, we've got a copy of Patty. She wrote a book, her uh, self-published biography called Why Curse the Darkness When You Can Light a Candle? Um, we've got a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We do have a copy or two to give away. Uh, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, here on Movie Monday, we're talking Barbie, but we're giving away Patty Garibay from American Heritage Girls' book. 800-227-5278-800-227-5278-800-227-5278 that's the number to get you through to the bottom line uh, you know it's interesting there's a scene in the barbie movie uh starting out in the opening couple of minutes where a bunch of young girls are playing with baby dolls and they they wind up you know just smashing them into the ground and there's another another scene where i guess there's a barbie who's expecting and um, they decide, uh, the, the manufacturer decides it's too creepy and should be discontinued. And it's so interesting to see how the world keeps trying to define the very definable, but to do so using terms that get only so far. And as John Stone Street writes in his outstanding article in the Christian Post, which is up at thebottomlineshow.com, he said, look, it's not clear if Greta Gerwig intended the final scene of the movie where Barbie says... Barbie Land Utopia sounds fine for me, but I would want I want to get in the real world with humanity instead. Basically, in the real world, people have to acknowledge that there is a difference in human bodies, and especially in the female body, and it's not bad. The idea that there are objective realities and the answers to life's biggest questions can only be found by acknowledging objectivity. That may be the biggest revelation of the Barbie movie at all uh, we've got a link for john stone street's article at the bottomlineshow.com as well as patty garibay's book at the bottomlineshow.com as well 800-227-5278 we're giving away patty's book today well i'll take a quick break and when we come back more of this conversation on girls femininity and what happens when you are trying to work with kids in crisis it's coming up next as the bottom line continues you're a christian who's been injured so you need christian attorney stephanie cover of cover law to fight for you with Stephanie, it's not just a routine legal process, it's a spiritual battle. She understands that a legal fight involves more than flesh and blood. It means confronting principalities and powers, and that's why she consistently prays with and for her clients. She forms long-lasting relationships with her clients, just as you would expect from someone who engages in spiritual battle alongside another believer. Praise for Stephanie pours in through cards, thank you texts, and letters from clients who thank her for checking up on them, coming to see them in the hospital, praying, and even finding alternative care when current care is inadequate. Inspired by Jesus' command to love one another, Stephanie uses her skill as an attorney and knowledge of insurance processes to fight for your completeness and healing. Don't wait any longer. Contact Stephanie Cover today at kbrightradio.com slash cover and let her take up your spiritual battle. 
Patty Garibay is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, she is the founder of American Heritage Girls. AmericanHeritageGirls.org is the website. We have it linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. And those ebooks, those free ebooks that Patty just mentioned, are available there. Uh, Patty, talk for just a moment about the realities here. I, I was reading a study about pornography, and it mentioned that uh, when it came to helping people in the church who wrestle with pornography, uh, 66% of men, 33% of women, a growing number, are wrestling with it, and 7% of churches are actually doing something to actually help them with this. Now, one of the things I love about American Heritage Girls is not only are you working with families, but you're also working with churches, and you're taking these issues head on. It's not like American Heritage Girls is just turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to this big push for LGBT acceptance, but rather saying, we've got the books, we've got the resources, and you're working with lay leaders. So when a girl comes to an American Heritage Girl meeting and says, hey, you know what, I think, and she's got this different viewpoint, you're right there with them. Your your mm -hmm. leaders are trained. Talk about the kind of training you're you're giving your, your leaders and parents who are helping out when a girl does come up and say, hey, I'm, I'm questioning my gender, questioning my sexuality. American Heritage Girls has developed a document and a training called Living a Life of Virtue. And it really does, it equates sin as sin, whether it be active in a homosexual lifestyle or, or being a thief, honestly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. the Lord sees his sin the same. Yeah. And, yeah. and how he allows us to come to him, ask for forgiveness, remedy our actions, to move on and to, to live a life of grace and mercy. And that is the gospel. And that's what we're encouraging the girls to share with their friends, to also share share with their own selves when they fall short. And we all do fall short, but because we serve a Lord that allows us to write in that path, we want the girls to understand that we can do this with love. We do not have to do it with condemnation. Right. Um, we don't want to be that hate group that they like to paint us as because we mm -hmm. are a group of love. I mean, Christ is love. He personifies love. So having those mentors, those adults in these girls' lives that are preaching this, that are telling the truth about the Lord, telling the truth about his word and how it's unchanging. Girls are desperate for that. They don't know. I mean, they're seeing the culture change as quickly as the wind. And they're mm -hmm. wanting to know that there's something true and authentic. And right. they're eating this up. We are growing at a record pace right now, Roger. Oh, good. It, it, it would be surprising to think that Christians are a remnant. We know that from all the Barner research, et cetera, that we've heard. But that remnant is looking for tools. And that mm -hmm. remnant is saying we need to have hope and we need to bring up the next generation. So I am really encouraged, honestly, because I believe the darker things become, the light, the brighter the candles are. Mm -hmm. We need to be lighting more and more candles. And, and I believe that there's hope. I do believe there's hope because we have Jesus. There's always hope. You know, that would be a great title for a book, wouldn't it? You know, why yes, curse the darkness? And you're like, what What a great idea. I'm having some fun with Patty Garibay because that's the title of her book, which we've got linked up <laughs> at thebottomlineshow.com. But that really is the essence of American Heritage Girls. And that's why I love our dialogues. The fact that you can see the uh, LGBT influence, $84 million gift from uh, Bezos' ex-wife uh, to the Girl Scouts saying, okay, here's what I want. Here's what I want promoted. And you're not out there saying, well, we're going to raise $80 million too. You don't need that because you're seeing the kind of growth you're seeing this happening now talk about the 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 uh, the formation of the the organizations the troops the different churches and that are coming together it, it's not just a zip zap type of thing i mean there obviously there's a process that go that people need to go through but for someone who's listening right now and says i have granddaughters and i want them to be a part of this how do we help get something like this going at my church or at our mm. kids christian school ta ta take us through that process 
Absolutely. The very first step is prayer. You know, the Lord, he does not, he, he, he does not call the equipped. He equips the called. Amen. And so we may not feel like we could, we know nothing about this program. Your listener knows nothing about this program, but if the Lord is calling that listener to mentor, to disciple, to love, to have fun, um, to yes. be part of the church that wants to reach out to youth. And and by the way, we have a book and boys program called Trail Life USA. So this could be family ministry bought, brought to the church. Yes. yes, Every troop is chartered by a church because we believe the spiritual authority lies in the church, that church yes. needs to be part of this. And so together we partner shoulder to shoulder. And we actually, <laughs> it's been a fun, fun ride recently, Roger, because to your point about the resources that we're not afraid to talk about the our churches are asking us can can you come and speak can you share mm. your resources because you're right they're desperate for this they don't have it either so when we can work in community that's how we can be very effective and how we can really um, armor ourselves and so these churches you, you need five people to start your troop um, five interested parties non-related because we really want this troop right. to last longer than a move away a family that has to move away mm-hmm. five five others adults that care about that, that align with our statement of faith. Of course, the, the church, the charter organization that says, I care about youth. I want some more families in our, in our congregation. I care about discipling youth. AHG is for youth. So you can check out our website, AmericanHeritageGirls.org. You can click on the link that says, find a troop in your area or start a troop. All of those steps are right there for you to be able to be part of the kingdom building effort that is American Heritage Girls. Patty Garibay is the founder of American Heritage Girls. It's we've, we've transcended the, here's a Christian alternative to the Girl Scouts. It's a whole different dimension now in terms of how outstanding the program is in terms of helping girls. And girls can start at age five. I mean, it, this it really goes young. With it American does. Girls. All the way from five to 18, a girl can join at any time. She does not have to be five to begin her journey. She can slide in even at 17. She will benefit. This program is transformative because of the Holy Spirit's power. Everything is centered around Christ, and it is also a biblical worldview formation. So you're not going to have to worry about what's being taught at camp or what's being taught in the yes. handbooks and all of that stuff that we have to say. This is misaligned, so I'll try to, I'll try to make it right at home boy is that exhausting we have enough things to do let's pick right. our extracurriculars that are aligned beautifully with our faith and you're not going to have to worry about a teenage boy who thinks he's a girl helping your five-year-old get into a swimsuit i mean that 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 image right there i remember hearing the story of the young lady she's probably in middle school and she was on the soccer team and uh, she and a group of her teammates were literally half dressed when this boy walked in and said, hi, I'm the new girl on the team. And he literally was a boy. And there, she said, we're sitting here, we're topless. I mean, we're just we're all trying to cover up and everything. And when she complained, she was kicked off the team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is the backwards, upside down Alice in Wonderland world that we're living in right now. Yes. And mercifully, Patty Garibay and American Heritage Girls are giving us some clarity, biblical footing to walk upon and resources to help. Patty, we've got 60 seconds left in our conversation. Uh, talk about some of the upcoming initiatives we have for fall. I mean, back to school, maybe new troops are starting up. What, what's American Heritage Girls working on now through the end of the year? We are so excited, Roger, about our new program theme. You know, we've run a program year. It starts June 1 to May 31. And this one is called Woven. And we are really emphasizing how each girl was woven by its creator in her mother's womb. For 
National Day of Service, we're going to be giving service to pregnancy care centers and, and the it. like, and also to be helping uh, people in, in senior homes, et cetera, so that we believe respecting life from, from conception to natural death. Love in it. addition, we are coming out with more of our Grit with Grace curricula, which is um, our leadership curriculum. We believe a problem today is resiliency and grit in youth across the board, male and female, and that hard things can be done by youth and American Heritage Girls exemplify that. So our next ebook will be on resiliency. That'll be coming out in about three months. So we're excited about that. So stay tuned on our website. And by the way, there's also career openings and volunteer openings. And we we desire prayer, money, of course, donations, maybe not as big <laughs> as Mackenzie Scott, but you know, a few bucks will help. That's um, true. But we, there's just a lot of need and a lot of opportunity. And that's what excites me the most, because I do believe the Lord's working through this organization. Love this to minute. motivate our listeners and see the body of Christ coming alongside American Heritage Girls. And I love your bookend relationship, as you called it, with uh, uh, Trail Life USA for Boys. And this is, it's great. AmericanHeritageGirls.org is the website. We've got the link up at thebottomlineshow.com. Patty Garrett, Bay, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. God bless. Wow, what a powerful conversation with Patty Garibay, the founder and CEO of American Heritage Girls, talking about biblical femininity and the culture and against the backdrop of the Barbie movie. Why is it that there are so many people who have that, uh, that issue, uh, you know, not being able to define what a woman is? Uh, Patty writes about the reason American Heritage Girls was founded in the first place in her book called Why Curse the Darkness When You Can Light a Candle. We do have a copy of the book for giveaway today here on this Movie Monday, kind of uh, acknowledging the Barbie issue uh, by giving away Patty's book. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. As we take a look at uh, the culture that we're living in right now, we do realize that there are a lot of parents and a lot more grandparents in particular that are having a more active role in raising their kids and grandkids. And uh, Mark Gregston is the founder of Heartlight International in Texas. Uh, he's been working with kids who are in uh, distress for many, many years. And he's been about 40 years, as a matter of fact. He was a youth pastor. He was a Young Life director. They founded Heartlight. He and his wife Jan did uh, for kids and families. And uh, he's written hundreds of articles, a couple dozen books. He's the host of the uh, Parenting Today's Teens podcast and broadcast. It's heard on over 1,800 radio stations nationwide. Recently, he wrote a devotional book called Daily Hope for Families, a Heartlight devotional uh, that helps us understand why teenagers are feeling so empty and aimless and, and really incredibly anxious. We've got a copy of this book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll be giving away a copy later in the broadcast, but when we take a quick break and when we come back, uh, Mark Gregson joins me to talk about Daily Hope for Families. It's coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. 
okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com. Hit the Preborn banner right now. Well, a special guest joining us once again here on the Bottom Line Show today to talk about something that is something that we, we I think many of us like the idea of, we like the sound of it. But, you know, if you've got teenagers in your world, if you've got whether they're kids or grandkids of you and they are feeling just this kind of emptiness and aimlessness that a lot of kids are feeling right now, you might be looking for a resource to help maybe your adult children with your grandkids or maybe you've got teenagers that you are in the parenting season with to help out. And uh, Mark Gregston is with me today here on The Bottom Line, the founder of Heartlight Ministries and the author of a brand new book called Daily Hope for Families, a Heartlight Devotional. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Mark Gregston, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Well, it's good to be with you again. You have been working in youth ministry, first as a young life guy and then with Heartlight. You've got yeah. more than four decades of doing this right now, and you still have a positive outlook. How do you do this, Mark? Because, and I mean this sincerely, <laughs> kids are tough anyway, but then it seems like the past decade or so, it's gotten even more challenging to be a kid with all the anxiety, depression, things like that they're dealing with. How do you, what, what gives you hope? What keeps you hopeful? Well, you know, I, I, I think the basic core of, of kids remains the same. The desire for relationship, the longing for uh, a, a deeper committed significance in life, looking for a purpose, looking for a mission. And wanting to have those voids filled in their life that I think that's been the general nature of kids for hundreds of years, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you look at all of them, they want that. It's just that culture is working against them. So so the issue isn't kids. For me, it's it's more taking culture and saying, how do we take this culture that is bombarding our kids with information, that's exposing them to everything, that's, that's kind of ex- expressing things that are maybe against what we believe and the biblical standards that we hold and, and those things that we embrace. And so the challenge is, say, how do I take the very things that I know to be true and apply it to their world? So that's where I feel like that, that it just hasn't quit. It, it, there's always a, every morning and every day that I wake up, it's, it's a new challenge to figure out how do we reach kids? How do we help parents give them the tools to put some new tools in their parenting toolbox to help them engage with their kids in such a way that you're deepening that relationship and showing them what it's like to live as a a godly mom or dad, a man, a woman, a grandma, and a grandpa, but but that you're embracing the very things that you believe in. And so that was kind of the whole purpose of the book is to help people uh, just kind of embrace and, and remember that that we know the end of the story. We know we're going to end up in a good place. It's just helping people get there. 
Yeah. Boy, and this is a great resource to talk about the tools of the trade to get you to that place. Mark Gregston with Heartlight Ministries is with me today here on The Bottom Line. The new book is called Daily Hope for Families, a Heartlight Devotional. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, a lot of parents are saying, you know, my kids and I used to be when we were, you know, the kids were little, that we were really close. Then they went, they go into adolescence, and we all know that's the place where you you start asking God for refunds, you know, when you're in your prayers and stuff like that, <laughs> saying, what, who is this person? What happened, you know? But, you know, it seems to me like culturally, the, the society is encouraging kids to be disrespectful to adults, you know, to kind of be rude. I mean, those are the ones who, who get all the, the love in the social media world. But when it comes to real life, parents and grandparents are the ones saying, hey, wait, I'm taking out the trash on this. I mean, this is this is happening in my home and it's causing some problems here. Uh, one of the, the, the things you do with these devotionals is they're more than just a prayer and a poem. And, you know, here's a Bible verse and have you on your way. You really are dialing in on specific areas. And I know that the disrespect of kids, that's one of them. Talk about how um, parents can get the most out of this Daily Hope for Families devotional. Well, you know, I, I think it's a constant reminder that the scripture that we've all learned is timeless truth. And at the core is that, that, that the, the method by which we present that to kids and show them it's no longer by words. Uh, they, our kids are full of words. They're full of information. They're bombarded with information. And so, and they look at scripture as just another piece of information. And so if, if we're just going to talk at them and think that's going to do it, it's not. We're not going to remain engaged with them. What it, what it means is that, that you and me as a dad, as a grandpa, whatever that is, we've got to set an example and engage with a child. And it's not so much by talking and using words. It's the example that's being set, and it's listening to the heart of our child. Hmm. And it's, it's sometimes being quiet. Even a fool appears wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Right. It's engaging differently because they're thinking differently. They are different. They, they've they changed totally. But they're also being bombarded by a culture that you and I have said that we're glad that we don't have to grow up in. Right. And because of that, they're being pushed away. And what we've got to do is figure out how do we continually pull them in. And the tendency that most parents have is, well, I'm going to use my old style techniques yep. and, and where I got that T-shirt that said world's greatest mom and world's greatest dad. Well, I'll keep doing the same thing. And that's the only time that I tell parents that they're wrong. If you think that the tools that you used in the preteen years are going to be effective in the teen years, you were wrong. And so, so the purpose of writing this book, and it took me four years to write it, mm. it is to really say, mom, dad, all you grandparents. There's a way to engage, and you can do it in such a way that offers help and hope to kids, and you do it differently than what you used to do, rather than thinking, I'm going to keep doing the same thing. Kids are different. The society's different. Culture, the, the, the way they're bombarded, what they are exposed to is just unbelievable. What they're being taught in schools, all those things, it's different than what you and I are used to. And it doesn't mean we've got to spend all of our time complaining that everything's wrong. It may be wrong. I want to spend my time figuring out how do I engage with them to offer them the very thing that I know can get them through this difficult time. Mm. Mark Gregson is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Mark's brand new book is called Daily Hope for Families. It's a Heartlight devotional published by Heartlight Ministries and Forefront. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. There comes a point, Mark, I mean, I, I think it was uh, I, 
I'm trying to think Tim Kimmel or somebody, this is probably 20 years ago, said there comes a point in a, the relationship between a parent and a child where the kids basically fire you as their coach and they hire you back as a consultant. You know, you get to the kind of like 17, 18, yeah. 19 back in the day. Now it seems to be extending more. You know, we're talking about teens, but a lot of young people are 25, 30, you know, and they're still dealing with these types of issues. Talk about how this changes when they do get older, because the 15 year old kid doesn't necessarily have the language, doesn't have the tools, doesn't have the driver's license or the job that the 25 year old child has. And yet a lot of times, are you seeing that they're dealing with a lot of the same issues? Oh yeah, exactly. You know, it's amazing to me. We get about 10,000 calls a year from parents who want to place their kids to come live with us. Cause I live mm-hmm. with 60 high school kids Yikes. and, and um, <laughs> it's amazing to me. And the American medical association has increased the age of adolescence stage 27. Wow. The American journal of adolescent psychiatry has increased at age 26. And it's because what's happening, you know, our generation created Starbucks and created places to go where people would know your name. And we we wanted relationships. And, and so we focused on relationships. And so we smothered our kids. We helicopter parented. We did everything for them. We took on their responsibility rather than giving them the responsibility to make life. We make decisions for them. We do so much for them. And, and we sit back and wonder why they feel entitled. It's because we've created that. And so what that means is our kids are getting frustrated that they don't have the tools to live in the culture that they're growing up in. Mm. And that's our issue that you and I as a grandparent and a parent needs to deal with. We've got to raise our kids in such a way that they can grow up because we know that maturity is a byproduct of the assumption of responsibility, that when I allow them to make decisions and even make mistakes and allow them to be imperfect, when I spend more time listening than talking, when I spend more time engaging with them in discussion rather than lecture, when I, mm-hmm. when I just engage differently, what that does is give them the opportunity to develop the tools that they need to survive in this culture, but not just survive, where they can thrive and mature and grow up. Because that 25-year-old who now acts like a 16-year-old is going to make decisions pretty quick about who they're going to marry how they're going to raise their kids. Mm -hmm. And so the impact that all of us can have is by engaging with them differently, helping them grow up where they can make good decisions. Wow. But that's, that's good insight. It's sobering insight, but it's a good biblical exhortation from Mark Gregston, who's our guest today here on The Bottom Line. Mark is the founder and director of Heartlight Ministries, and the new book is called Daily Hope for Families, a Heartlight Devotional. We've got a link for this book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Mark Gregston, the founder of Heartlight Ministries, is my guest. We're talking about a devotional Mark has written called Daily Hope for Families. It's a Heartlight devotional, and if you have a teen in your world, maybe it's a son or daughter or a grandson or granddaughter, who is just, it seems like they're always anxious, they're always nervous, it's tougher and tougher to uh, build relationship with them. Maybe you've noticed, this is a big one for me, uh, has been noticing how disrespectful young people can be these days. I mean, one minute they're sullen and in the corner and depressed and don't want to come out for family dinner, and the next minute when they do come out, their tongues are just full of venom. It's just, it's, it's really incredible. The Heartlight team has put together a Heartlight devotional called Daily Hope for Families that I know you will benefit from. 
we do have a copy of the book to give away and we're giving it away today 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line again the book daily hope for families a heart like devotional by mark gregston who is my guest right now on the bottom line show 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line what's interesting to me is the number of people who find themselves, uh, young people especially, maybe questioning their gender or their sexuality or whatever. And it's largely due to the fact that the media and the culture are so influential in convincing them or trying to convince them that the way they were born isn't enough, that you need to be different. Um, And and what's interesting about that is the fact that they, they try to use logic and reason and emotion to defend something that's completely illogical and unreasonable and brings more pain and a heartache. If you want to have a deeper relationship and build trust with your kids, you want to spend time in God's word with and for them. You also want to find an organization like American Heritage Girls for Girls or Trail Life USA for Boys that provides community, that has uh, adult mentoring that is proper and appropriate and you know same gender women mentoring young girls men mentoring young boys and so these two giveaways that we're giving away today here on the bottom line show uh, movie Monday because of the Barbie movie kind of throwing us into this whole gender confusion type of thing we're giving away Patty Garibay's book Patty's the uh, founder of American Heritage Girls and her book uh, why curse the darkness when you can light a candle is up at thebottomlineshow.com and also Mark Gregson of Heartlight Ministries Daily Hope for Families, a Heartlight Devotional. One copy of each book, they're up for grabs at 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day uh, as far as the live portion of the Bottom Line show uh, is going away for you right now. Uh, Don't forget Bottom Line Extra tonight at 7 and the Bottom Line Rewind tomorrow at 10.30. For those who remain on the network, if you are looking at the fact that there is a teenager in your world, like I mentioned son or daughter, maybe it's grandson, granddaughter, and basically they are discouraged. They, They really don't want any kind of responsibility whatsoever. There is good news to report as that more and more teenage boys especially are reporting that they're adopting biblical values, becoming more socially conservative. That's good. But if that's not your story right now, you need daily hope and help for a family in crisis. And we're going to talk more about that with Mark Gregston on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. My thanks again to Mark Gregston, the founder of Heartlight Ministries and the author of Daily Hope for Families, a Heartlight Devotional, for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. It's always great to get some time with Mark Gregston, and this book is one I highly recommend. Boy, Mark, you mentioned in the earlier segment, four years to write this thing, but then again, this we're talking, I, I talked to a lot of authors who have a 30-day devotional, a 45-day devotional, a 52-week devotional, whatever. You took this thing on for an entire calendar year. What was that like as a writer? <laughs> It was brutal. That's what yeah. it was. I mean, you know, what I did was I, I, I really did two things at once. And I started to write down those scriptures that that I wish somebody would have shared with me. Yes. You know, when when I was when I was parenting my kids. And, and so it's kind of in hindsight. But then what I did was take all the things that I've learned. I mean, I've lived with 3000 kids. I've dealt with 
you know, thousands and thousands of parents that have struggled through adolescence with their kids. And and in that living with them at our residential counseling center, then, you know, what, what we've learned is how to take the very things that we believe and apply it to that world. But the biggest challenge is 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 saying, how do I find the scripture that that speaks to me and motivates me today and gives me a handle? And if anybody knows me, I'm a very practical, hands-on kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not this you know, philosophical guy that comes up with all these concepts that hasn't tried them out. I get to try these things out on all the kids that live with us mm-hmm. and see whether they work or not. And so it's, it's helping parents say, here's some changes you can make. Here's some understanding you can get about your child, but here's some scripture. And when you look at scripture through the eyes of a struggling teen or in the concept of a world that's kind of gone crazy to some degree, you know, that, that there, there is something that comes to life and that's what I wanted to do. And so as I put those two things together, the right, the finding the right scripture and at the same time, you know, writing those bits of wisdom that kind of fall into place. They, I, I, I wanted to spend a lot of time to make sure that it made sense. And I wasn't just writing stuff for the sake of writing. I mean, I've, I've poured my heart into this thing. And mm-hmm. um, and I hope that expresses itself as, as people read it. Well, I encourage our Bottom Line listeners to take a look at this book that we have linked up at thebottomlineshow.com, Daily Hope for Families by Mark Gregston. It's a heartlight devotional, and, and you will be blessed by this, regardless of where you are in the parenting world. If you are in the thick of it with teenagers and preteens, if you are a, a grandparent who's got a lot of responsibility, because Mark, as we've talked about before, uh, even with some of your writings, grandparents are doing a lot more parenting. Uh, in this generation than we've ever seen before, whether they're providing Monday through Friday after school, you know, type of care, or in some cases, I talked to an author, a a uh, Texas-based ministry guy who he and his wife wound up adopting their granddaughter after her mother passed away. And, uh, you know, that's becoming way more common. For those of us who are kind of on the sidelines, we're watching our adult children with their children and they're seeing we're seeing certain things that they're doing and we're kind of cringing a little bit like oh wow why are you doing that and and then at the same time it's a report card too right as to what what kind of job we did in raising our adult kids but how can how can we as grandparents use your book daily hope for families uh to kind of walk alongside our kids because no kid wants grandma and grandpa showing up and telling them how to do it but at the same time, we've got some mm. wisdom. Like you said, we, you, you put passages in here that you wrote in this book that you wish someone would have told you when you were a young parent. Yeah, you know what, as a grandparent, I, I mean, I think grandkids are a reward for not killing your own kids. And I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm convinced of it. And, and there's something about, about that grandchild. And so, you know, I've got grandkids that are now 22 and 17 mm. and 10 and 11 and that, you know, and, and so it's a, it's a whole gamut. They're spread out a little bit, but what I've found when, when, when the two that I, that, that I've been closest to became adolescents that, that I needed to quit talking so much. I needed to listen. Mm -hmm. I needed to spend time trying to understand their world rather than trying to convince them of mine. I needed Mm -hmm. to quit sharing my opinion and start giving a perspective. I need to quit giving answers and start asking questions. And it just means that I engage differently. I'm not, you know, as a, as a grandparent, I'm not a parent on steroids. Right. I am a grandparent that 
that when my grandkids enter my home, it's a place of rest. There's no rules. They can do whatever they want. I'm going to spoil them rotten. I'll confront them on things if it needs to be, but I'm not going to tell them where they're wrong. I'm not going to tell them how they need to do it different or how they can do it better next time. They need to have a place of rest. When Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and you will find rest for your soul, that is, that is the commission to grandparents hmm. so that your grandkids can come to your home and go, this is the most relaxing, restful place in the world. And so that's what, that's what I go for. And then because of that, they start asking you questions. Before I answered, I think it through and go, okay, am I just going to share information? Am I answering just to promote what I think they need to hear? Or am I really sharing with them wisdom that I've gathered in my life? And out of the abundance of the heart, Scripture says, your mouth speaks, that that I can share wisdom with them in such a way and give them perspective on life and allow my gray hair, you know, and wrinkles to kind of cry out loud to them that there's some things you can learn here. So they come to me rather than me having to chase them down all the time. Right, right. And so that's where, you know, I think even in this book, a grandparent would, would be encouraged to go, okay, I, I need to make it. You know, we're two or three generations away from our grandkids. I mean, life changes quickly now. It, every five years, it's like it's a whole new generation. Well, that means I'm going to be behind the cue ball if I don't stay on top of it. And I, and I think that's where I wanted to share some concepts and ideas and uh, that really encourage grandparents as well. I love this. Mark Gregston is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the founder and main man at Heartlight Ministries in Longview, Texas. He's also <laughs> the author of, well, <laughs> Chief Cook and Bottle Washer. You've done it all, I would imagine, there you over go. the 40 years of ministry. Uh, the book is called Daily Hope for Families. It's a Heartlight devotional, and we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Mark, we have a couple minutes left. And, you know, it's interesting. Our, our friend and colleague, Jim Burns, always says the thing you have to remember with kids, especially from this generation on, is we were never their age. And you, and you brought that up earlier, the fact that kids are dealing with a world that is so weird and so crazy. And yet there is a lot of hope. Give parents who, you know, a, 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 I, you've given us many reasons to want to read and use your devotional, Daily Hope for Families, but give yeah. parents a little bit of hope and encouragement that what they're going to find in these devotions really can cut through the clutter of transgender confusion and politics gone crazy and, you know, just people just acting out of their minds where the culture doesn't really reinforce biblical values anymore. Mom and dad are the first line of defense for that. They really are, you know, and, and I think that, that you got to put it in perspective a little bit. I, you know, part of me goes, turn off the news. Yep. You're going to hear the same thing. I, I mean, it's over and over and over again. And, and kind of get your bearings straight a little bit, that it's not tearing down the world. It's not being negative about everything. It's being positive somewhere that provides the opportunity for discussion to help, you know, encourage a child when they're out there trying to figure all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever they're facing, I mean, there's enough challenges in this world and that, that whatever they're facing they don't need to be told that how wrong it is and how bad it is. They don't need to be told that they don't have the answer. They, they need to be told, okay, let me help you think this through and get to a better point. And I think what happens is when we begin to change our hearts and the way that we approach kids, 
that God then uses us in a in a very special way. If we'll just be quiet long enough, listen a little bit more, be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen, and do that in such a way that a child knows, you know, when I go to my grandpa or my dad or my mom, there is a voice of wisdom because mm. that's what they want. They're not looking for more information. They're looking for wisdom. And mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, you have that wisdom. You have to dig deep. You can read scripture. You can ask God to give you that wisdom. But you have experiences in life and your thinking and your observations has created your own story that you have it inside of you. You just got to switch gears to turn that on and start turning off some of this other stuff. Boy, and that temp that temperature control, if you will, or the volume control, uh, that's something that mom and dad, grandma and grandpa can regulate for young people when they don't know how to do it. And this resource, this new devotional book by Mark Gregson is going to be a, a play a huge role in getting that done. The book is called Daily Hope for Families. It's a Heartlight devotional. We have a link for that book up at the bottomlineshow.com in addition to Heartlight Ministries. Uh, we'll have that webpage up there as well. Mark Gregson, uh, Happy New Year. Welcome back to the program today. We're looking forward to more conversations. So I have something tells me we won't be discussing any new books that you're writing this year. It sounds like 2023 is a uh, put your feet up for a little bit and let the writing be handled by somebody else. Is that accurate? Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Roger, thank you so much and, and happy new year, new year to you guys and hopefully we'll see you soon. Great to revisit that conversation with Mark Gregston of Heartlight Ministries today here on The Bottom Line. Mark is the author of the brand new book called Daily Hope for Families. It's a Heartlight devotional that we have up at thebottomlineshow.com and we're giving away a copy of it today 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line now one of the reasons that a lot of people have been upset of course is what's happening in the the social world i mentioned that new study that came out recently that says that 25 percent of teenage boys high school age um, are reporting that they have become more socially conservative during the pandemic. And that is a huge statement to make because these boys, quite frankly, are lost and forgotten. Uh, years ago, I, now that I met him once at the Religious Broadcasters Convention in uh, Nashville last year, uh, I, I think about Dennis Prager, the uh, talk show host that has been such a huge influence in my life. And uh, we had a just a wonderful conversation about parenting and um, especially in my situation, being a divorced, you know, single again dad who's since remarried, and he had some very nice things to say about my kids when I was sharing what their story was about. But one of the things that Dennis shared on the air uh, many, many years ago, he was talking about uh, echoing the sentiments of a famous TV star who was concerned not so much with the programming on television at the time, this is 25 years ago, but with the commercials that were running in between. And this star said, look, I, I'm not worried about putting filters on the content for kids programming. I think it's the commercials that should be banned because that's where the messaging happens. It's in 30 second bites. It's in 60 second bites. And that's what really gets the kids attention. Dennis Prager made the comment then shortly after that, that he said, quite frankly, we are, we're taking away ambition and desire and focus for young men in the culture and he said the only thing a little boy can hope to aspire to be now is to grow up to be a little girl and at first i thought that's kind of interesting why would he say something like that but you know the more i realize it it's true i mean this this culture 
prizes femininity over masculinity, which is not the biblical model, nor did, the biblical model was not to prize masculinity over femininity. It was to show that those are equally compatible. And even that now in the churches, well, there's this big movement, you know, a complementarian, is, oh, that's not biblical, you know, an egalitarian. Oh, I mean, there's just so much confusion. The enemy's having a field day. He, he's loving it because we're confusing ourselves. We don't even wait for him to, you know, throw in the, in the mix about the confusion. But if you want to know how bad it's gotten in the culture, consider the case of the public school that has been so hyper-programmed by lobbyists, by the education industry that has taken the, you know, the, the, taken by storm over woke ideology, the idea that transgenderism needs to happen and uh, it's inevitable and, 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 and homosexuality is the way to go and uh, sexual promiscuity. I mean, the fact now that the 40% of uh, wet births in the United States take place out of wedlock and couples are afraid to get married, but they're sure not afraid to have kids. There's a school district in Southern California that has made a lot of headlines. I mean, if you live in Chino Valley, and you're familiar with the Chino Hills area, you're well, well aware of Pastor Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. If you listen to the Bottom Line Show on Bright in Southern California, you know that Pastor Jack uh, comes on, Bottom Line Show airs 3 to 4.30, Monday through Friday, and 4.30 to 5, Monday through Friday, is uh, Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. So you're probably aware of what's been happening with the Chino Unified, or the Chino Valley Unified School District and some of the battles that are happening there. I want to share some thoughts with you that come from the president of the Chino Valley Unified School District, Sonia uh, Shaw. She's the school board president. She gave an interview to Fox News recently where she talked about how she and her family are receiving all sorts of violent attacks simply because she stood with other board members who opposed transgender ideology in the classroom. It's amazing to me how many people will say, look, if you're going to make that decision when you're an adult, I'm not going to tell you how to live. I'm not going to tell you what religion to be. I'm not going to tell you to marry, this, that, the other thing. But why are you bringing this into the classroom and why are you indoctrinating children? Um, I, I want to get into her comments on the other side of this break because they're very eye-opening, they're very telling, and that might be a good clue as to why so many kids these days are dealing with depression and anxiety and things of that nature. Let's get into that topic on the other side of this break because the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. 
Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks again to Mark Gregston, the founder of Heartlight Ministries, uh, for a great conversation about parents and grandparents who are working with teens who are troubled, dealing with depression and anxiety. The brand new devotional called Daily Hope for Families is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And we are giving away a copy of that book right now, 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Chino Valley Unified School District has come under fire recently well, there's a lot going on at Chino Valley because of Pastor Jack Hibbs taking such a bold stand um, for the church and and for uh, the biblical values in the marketplace uh, being represented. Sonia Shaw is the school board president of the Chino Valley Unified School District, and she gave an interview to Fox News recently that we're going to post a transcript of up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um she led the passage of a successful uh, policy. Now, again, this is, this is where you know the left has come unhinged. I, I don't say that to temper your thoughts or feelings toward them. I just honestly think that this is something that we need to pay attention to, first and foremost. It's one thing to say LGBTQ rights, you know, for all, anybody who identifies that way, blah, 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 you should be, okay, that, that's, that's not the issue here. That, that ship has already sailed. You're not going to make homosexuality illegal in the culture. I mean, remember, there was a time, if you look back at a lot of state law and federal law, that infidelity was illegal, right? <laughs> Fornication was illegal. When you think about grounds for divorce, you know, oftentimes people will say, you know, uh, uh, irreconcilable differences. And one of the irreconcilable differences is that dad has a girlfriend and they have a sexual relationship. But that fornication with somebody outside of your marriage used to be illegal. Now, does it get enforced? Of course not. Homosexuality, cross-dressing, all that stuff used to be illegal. Now it's celebrated in the culture as transgender ideology. We don't say things like transvestite and cross-dresser anymore. We say someone's a trans male or a trans female. And it's interesting how the left, in the same way that they wanted to indoctrinate 77 million chi children, Remember, the population of the U.S., 330 million. 77 million of them are children. During the COVID scare, we've got to inoculate all the kids. We've got to keep the kids safe. Even though the number of kids who died from COVID or died with COVID was less than 1,000 or something like that. It was a very, very small number. There were lots of, there were 2 million tested positive, or maybe it was 20 million tested positive. But very few actually got full-blown COVID and the ones who died from it, sadly, had something else you know kids got leukemia catches covid you know your immune system shot but a lot of kids got covid on monday and we're back to school on tuesday i mean they're kids they're pretty resilient but a lot of school boards are under fire now because they've just been going along passing these you know hey we're going to put this uh, gay novel in the uh, required curriculum for eighth graders okay and it's homoerotica where girls are having sex with girls and boys are experimenting with boys oh that's fine you know it's a natural part of life you know kids are curious and no, no, it's not. I mean, no, it's not a natural part of life. Kids are curious. But where would you get the idea? Why did school districts like San Francisco Unified School District make it mandatory that condoms would be available at every middle school so kids as young as 10 could have free access to condoms without their parents knowing it? Why would they do that? I mean, seriously, it's kind of like saying, we're going to keep guns at school uh, and ammunition 
because you know it's kind of a dangerous neighborhood and so if your 10 year old comes home with a gun that he got at school you can't question that and no we're not going to tell you that can you imagine the uproar i mean i can't <laughs> i could just hear it in my head sonia shaw is the president of the chino valley uh unified school district board and they voted that they actually had a proposal that would require the CVUSD and all the schools to notify parents if their child expresses, quote, a gender identity is, that's different from their biological sex. Nearly 90 people came to a board meeting that lasted four hours. Some people in favor, some people against. When it came time to finally vote, there's five members on most school boards. The vote was four to one in favor of giving parents the right to know if a kid's at school saying, hey, I'm my name is Jill, but call me Jeff or whatever. Yes, it was heated, but the bill was passed. And then came the backlash, if it were, from the so-called tolerant left. I mean, consider this. Would you want your child teacher to inform you if there was a medical problem in school of course you would i think of the case of gabriel fernandez young boy in uh, uh, la county who was being abused by his mother and actually mother's uh, boyfriend went to school routinely with bruises all over his body sometimes that boyfriend thought that this boy would be he was acting like a gay you know whatever they put him in girls clothing and send him to school Teachers reported this to local authorities and no one did anything about it. Finally, they just went to Child Protective Services and said, he came to school for school picture day with black eyes. You have to do something. By the time they did something, Gabriel died of his his wounds. Parental notification? I mean, the parents knew. The notification should have been, we see what you're doing. But in this case... If your 10-year-old son went to school and starts telling his fourth or fifth grade teacher he thinks he's a girl, don't you think mom and dad should know about this? Apparently, the left doesn't think so. Sonia Shaw says she and her family have been receiving repeated death threats for supporting the desire of parents to be notified if their kids are acting in this way. How is she responding to these death threats? We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know the old expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if you're an expectant mom and you go to a pregnancy health center that is in partnership with Preborn, one picture can say way more than that. And that picture I'm talking about is an ultrasound picture. Every donation that goes to Preborn goes to providing ultrasounds for women who are expecting children and they want to know what all of their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, you give a gift of $28 that provides one ultrasound. But if you give a gift toward the purchase of an ultrasound machine, now that's a $15,000 investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and last a minimum of 10 years. That's 2,500 ultrasounds available to women right now. Think of all the babies, thousands of babies' lives that will be saved by your donation to Preborn right now. Call 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. 
Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, a prayer concern, if you will, for the president of the Chino Valley Unified School District School Board, Sonia Shaw, and her family. They have continually been receiving death threats ever since she and the school board at CVUSD voted by a margin of four to one to approve a measure that requires Chino Valley Unified School District schools to notify parents if a child expresses, quote, a gender identity that is different from their biological sex. The note here is to inform parents for their own good. It's not to say your son wants to become a girl or your daughter wants to become a boy and we don't want that to happen. That's for the parents to decide. Even California State Superintendent of Public Instruction, Tony Thurman, criticized her policy. She said she suffered a result of uh, backlash against the video of the meeting that went viral as a four-hour meeting. She said now they can't even go to the grocery store. They've received actually letters to their home that had threatening pictures of people outside the home. It's interesting. Uh, Max Eden is an education expert and was talking to Fox News Digital and said that schools that remove certain books from libraries may lose access to federal funding. And yet progressive Christians are all over social media saying, you know what happens when someone wants to check out a book that uh, is is rather offensive to me? I just find something else to check out. I mean, isn't that kind of like saying, hey, someone's being beaten in a back alley back there, but you know what I do? I find a different street to walk on. Now, this is not to say that we in the body of Christ should be, quote unquote, Christianizing the culture. I don't believe that that's why we're here. Go into all the world and preach the gospel means that everywhere we go, we are telling people and showing with our changed lives what God has done for us through the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus on the cross. That's preaching the gospel. I'm a sinner, can't free myself. Jesus paid the penalty for my sin. Now my debt is is paid. Sin record is clean. And when I do sin, I can repent of that. I can ask God for forgiveness. Record stays clean. That is the gospel. Not vote for Donald Trump or support Jack Hibbs or that. Those are good things to do for some people. But the name of the game is to show people how you're different. And understand that when you do show people a biblical worldview, sometimes they will threaten to kill you. Trust me. They might be able to hurt our bodies. They will never take our souls. That is good news, and that's the bottom line.